Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, I have to say it's always an absolute joy and a pleasure to talk to this man. And you know what? I can't think of anyone better to discuss the 2022 WRCC season with, that's difficult to say, the 2022 WRC season with, than Andrea Adamo. Andrea, I would say good evening to you, but I think it's good morning to you, isn't it, where you are? Yeah, it's pretty good morning. It's pretty good morning. It's uh, <laughs> 9.30, I guess, something like this. How are you, my friend? How are you feeling this morning in Mil? Is it Milan you're in? Turin, Turin. It's everything. That's fine. what I meant. How, how is it in Turin? <laughs> uh, it's a bit a cloudy day, but uh, look, uh, looks like it's getting better. So I will go out uh, for a trekking walk later. Beautiful. Well, before you go for a walk, Andrea, do you know what? We've just seen the conclusion of the 2022 season. I'm sure in some ways it was uh, a difficult season for you to watch from a distance. Uh, well, I was not really... Uh, angered to it, uh, but it was nice to see time to time what was going on. Uh, of course, uh, emotions are still there. Of course, I had uh, many people that I care that uh, were having a difficult one, but uh, I think it's been a strange one, strange one to, to say the least, in my opinion, with uh, uh, new rules. Uh, that uh, were managed in a different ways uh, from between uh, the different enters. Uh, someone came at the start of the season much better prepared, others came later. Uh, we had uh, some drivers that delivered uh, on top, some others that uh, they did not. And uh, so very strange one in my opinion. And. Uh, in the second half of the year, I would say, has been a very unpredictable. Mm. Yeah, I agree, totally. Uh, well, let's go back then. Let's, let's go back to the start of the year, Andrea. And let's, let's, if you don't mind, let's start by talking about your team. Uh, a lot of people still <laughs> refer to it as your team. Um, you know, it's 12 months since you left, but, but, you know, it's still seen as Andrea Adamo's team in, in many, many eyes, many people's eyes. How difficult was it for you, Andrea, to watch what was happening in Monte Carlo, to see the team struggling so badly, to see the team at times pulling itself apart. You know, what you brought to the team was unity. You brought one voice to the team and, and you were fiercely protective of everyone within that team. In Monte Carlo, all of those principles, all of those disciplines seemed to go out the window and it was just a disaster to watch. You know, how did you cope with that? How, how did you feel watching that from afar? Well, uh, uh, it was nothing than uh, unexpected because, uh, as I said already a few times, uh, uh, we get the green light for the project uh, much later than the others. And um, in life, you cannot do miracles. 
and uh, I have to say the team has been uh, severely really attached by the press, by everyone, and they did not deserve, they do not deserve, because uh, they were so late, uh, in a, quite in a rush, there has been many changes uh, at the last moment, uh, and I think everyone has to praise uh, the job that they have done along the year. Uh, also, I think that they did something very nice because they twice won at their uh, competitor home in Finland and in Japan in style, honestly. And uh, if they can bring something uh, good uh, back home, it's this thing. And uh, it's been difficult, they were under huge pressure, they didn't crack, or at least time to time they crack. For sure, there are things that they have to sort, because in my opinion, the hybrid uh, mistakes that they have done, they should not. And these are not the kind of mistakes that you can do and afford to do if you have to win a, a championship. But uh, if you see, if you look back at the whole season, they cannot be criticized too much. Mm. I, I think in terms of the, the performance, the ultimate performance at the end of the year, I would agree with you. Uh, I, I find it difficult to agree with you, though, uh, in terms of the way the team has been run. Uh, you have to wonder what was possible. When you see what they've achieved, uh, you have to then wonder what more was possible if they'd had a strong leader in place, if they'd had a defined leadership, if they'd had a structure that didn't allow the team to fracture. And it did fracture, Andrea. It fractured to the point where one of the very best drivers in the world said, no. You know, I don't care that I've got a very lucrative contract next year. I'm leaving. I can't work in this environment. That's not good. Uh, it's not good, but uh, it's not easy to manage uh, the things. And uh, we have to say that... Uh, let, let's see the things on the other way around. There has been uh, people that they never had the experience to lead the team before. And uh, they found themselves uh, to manage uh, a, a plane... In a, in a big uh, thunderstorm and uh, it's not easy and uh, they have been able to land in style uh, this plane. Someone has decided <laughs> to part... Oh, uh, Andrea, let, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to say now, I'm sorry to interrupt you, that is what we have missed this year. That is what we have missed in the WRC. That is such... You paint pictures with words, my friends. And that's the best explanation I've heard yet of the Hyundai situation. Oh, sorry to interrupt, Andrea, but wow. Carry on. <laughs> and someone thought that this could not be landed safely and decided to launch out of the plane with a parachute. Uh, it's, uh, uh, for sure, there is a big parachute, I'm sure. But uh, let's call life, no? Um, you have to be inside deeply to understand how it can be managed. I've been in Hyundai many years. I think I understand 100% what has happened and what was possible to be done or not. It's not easy. It's not easy because we also have to say name and surname. Julian Monset has never been entitled fully of the role that he had, that he is playing, he's doing. So... You know, to go to the war, you need to have uh, the tools to go to the war. Yeah. Yeah. 
to go to fight uh, a, an army giving you darts is difficult. So uh, he's been able to not be killed, and this is good. Because uh, it's uh, all the year that I heard that uh, the team should be changed, that this and that. And if you go to a rally and you have to fight for a win, and uh, the best thing that you hear is that uh, you, things are going to change in the next days, uh, things like this, uh, you cannot go there with the mental approach, the stability mental approach, the calm that you need to go there and fight. It's like uh, calling. If you go to a rally and someone is going on telling you, but it's true that uh, the fish is going to kick you out uh, on Monday, it's difficult, yeah. I think, for you to make a nice report of the event, no? Uh, for That's sure, good. the situation yeah. is complicated. Someone has decided uh, to leave or, or it decided to leave. It's part of the freedom, I think, can be understandable, because mm. uh, also to manage uh, mm. two top drivers, uh, two of the three top drivers that there are out there now. Oje is uh, someone that is not playing all the season, is not running all the season, so sorry to say, I think there are three top drivers there. And to manage two of them in one team is very complicated and uh, I think has been uh, already again uh, quite a miracle what they have done. Uh, no, I agree totally and I, th I, th I think the job that Julian Monse has done under the circumstances that you so well described um, you know, he, he doesn't. He gets very little credit for it. He gets hardly any, if any, credit for it. And you know, what we have to understand is that you know, we looked at the team in Monte Carlo and said, "Disaster! It's a disaster." And 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 you know, it's a disaster to the point you know, why are they bothering turning up? It's such a disaster. And at the end of the year, in terms of rally wins, they've had the most successful year they've ever had. The team five wins. They've never won, as you, you, you know, you've never won five rallies in one season. And as you rightly said earlier on, you know, they go to Finland and they beat Toyota there. They come here to Japan, they beat Toyota here. You know, Monse deserves an enormous amount of credit for that. But, Andrea, the thing that you know and that I know is that he won't get that credit. What is wrong? Why, why is that happening? It's called life. Oh, life is hard. I feel for him because he's such a nice guy, isn't he? And a talented guy and a capable guy. Maybe he's too nice. Maybe. I think that's it. I think that's the issue. It's a terrible thing, isn't it? It's a terrible thing. But do you also think, Andrea, that, that you set the bar, bar a little bit too high? You, no, what, it's, what not you that, did? it's um, not that. I think uh, the changes there are too much, uh, too many, so they have to understand. But uh, I would not be surprised if we will see him in Monte Carlo leading the team. You wouldn't be surprised if we did see him no, leading no, the team? No, I will not be surprised. If he's there? Yeah. Wow, OK, that's great. That would be good news. That would be great news because I think he deserves a proper crack at it. What do they need to do, though, Andrea? You know, the, the progress this year is nothing short of miraculous. Nothing short of miraculous. But what do Hyundai need to do between now and Monte Carlo to actually give Nouvelle a real chance of winning the driver's title and the team a real chance of winning the manufacturer's title against you know, one of the best teams we've ever seen in the WRC. Toyota are right up there. You know, such a well-funded team, a well-resourced team, a well-run team, you know, with a great car, a great engineer, a great boss. You know, what do Hyundai have to do to wrestle the titles away from them? Um, honestly, Toyota looks like what you described. 
because they had a quite an easy season somehow because uh, the competitors were not uh, prepared or not at the level in many ways. Because as soon mm. as uh, the battle was a bit uh, more tough, they did mistakes. Yeah. Japan uh, today is the typical example. In other, in other moments, it's happened the same. If we look at the whole picture for next year, we have to have a look at the driver's uh, layout. Next year, they will have, uh, so far, as, as much as we know, Rovampera for sure, top one. But then maybe Elfin, uh, I don't know, I don't know, it's being confirmed. And who will be the third one? Alternation between Auger and uh, who? Well, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what uh, M Sport eventually will do. We don't know, we, nothing has been confirmed, but uh, if uh, Hyundai is going to have uh, what everyone is uh, uh, bruising, or let me say, saying uh, that is, uh, should be Lappi, Thierry, and maybe Craig, and maybe Danny, mm. if you look at the bigger picture, I think uh, they, are, they will be still the strongest team. Toyota will still be the strongest no, team? Hyundai. Wow, with, with that lineup that you've just said, you think they'll still be the strongest team? Mm. Look at the picture, I think, yes, at the world picture, yes, because uh, I think so. Wow, okay. I, I think it's interesting. I think, I think it's, it's a little while since we saw such interesting moves in the driver's market. So you mentioned Craig Breen there. Uh, Breen's had the most shocking season, Andrea. Uh, but clearly Hyundai still, if he does go, we, we don't know what's happening with Craig Breen, right? But a lot of talk that maybe he's going back to Hyundai. Um, some people would say, why? Why, when a driver has had such a bad season, would, would a team take him back? I, I don't know. You have to investigate more. Uh, Craig, uh, I think, uh, has the tendency to crack under pressure. While uh, in Yanda he was doing well because he did the, the rallies where he was used to run uh, well before, with not pressure, not too much pressure. And so he was able to deliver properly. Uh, maybe the season for him is just too much. I don't know. And that to have the whole team on his shoulder, uh, maybe is a bit too much. I don't know. Uh, we also have to consider that he had to fight against the drivers at the level of Wojt Tanak, Thierry Neville, Kalle Rovampera, etc. So the bar is pretty high. So if you have the whole team on your shoulder and they've been asked to fight at this level, the pressure that you have on your shoulder is quite a lot. If you have to do a few rallies uh, uh, where normally you are going fast and you are the, honestly it is, the third driver, there is, I don't want to say no pressure, but uh, the, 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 the target that is asked you to, to fulfill is much uh, less uh, uh, tough. And in this case, if you run, uh, let me say, easily, you can do amazing things. And I think he did very well last year in uh, Arctic. Uh, he did the year before very well in Estonia. He did very well in uh, other rallies where he's normally running well. So maybe this is the, the place he has uh, in WRC. There are in, you don't need only top drivers. No? You need also good drivers that they can bring you back uh, uh, strong results at the end of the year, either to protect the top driver, either to bring uh, points for the Manufacturer Championship. Yeah, no, I agree. I, th I think there is a place for, for Craig in the Championship. 
uh, whether that's next year as number one driver at Ford or, as you say, maybe a part-time driver. Also because, uh, sorry, I don't see many good drivers yeah, around there, so we have to... Yeah, absolutely. We, we can be nicely yeah. and uh, politically correct uh, and uh, we can do the promoter job uh, uh, saying that we have that, many good drivers, etc., etc. But uh, if we have we're to, here for, Andrea. Voila. <laughs> if uh, we have to say the things as they are, I'm not going to see many top drivers around. Yeah. Well, you know what, and, and that's kind of demonstrated by the fact that when we were discussing the, the various opportunities, and there have been more than normal this year, you were talking about drivers who you might argue have had their chances. Drivers like Andreas Mikkelsen, who's had his chance in many teams. Drivers like um, Hayden Padden, like Maz Osberg. We're talking about drivers who have had their chance as potential, um, you know, new recruits this year. And, and that does in some ways indicate the lack of, of um, available talent, young talent, new talent that's out yeah, there. Yeah, but uh, sorry to interrupt you. I think there is also a big mistake uh, in the rules. Because on one oh, side, yeah. we do a nice story about the ladder, about new, new drivers, etc. And then we have a testing rules uh, that is pretty stupid. Because uh, how you can pretend that the manufacturer invest in a younger driver uh, for the championship, uh, Okay, someone can say that I invested in Oliver, but the plan was different, sorry. And uh, you give him one test day per rally before each uh, event. So uh, you don't give him the possibility to stay in the car. Sorry, before in the past, uh, drivers were able to stay much longer in the cars. Uh, they, they gave them the opportunity to do much more. And uh, name and surname, Lub in uh, San Remo 2001 was running the Xara. He was fighting with Panizzi on the last day, and he, was, he had the real chance to win the rally. But I think he was wearing out cars and tarmac and roads before this. Now you are no more allowed to do it. So if you are a manufacturer that has to spend millions to bring back home results, you prefer someone yeah. that is old but experienced, that knows the, the, the kind of cars that you have, and you know that one way or another will bring you points or you invest in a new one uh, that uh, will have maybe one test day before the event. Mm. It's tricky. I, but you know what? I've always thought, Andrea, there's a relatively straightforward answer to that, and it's to make the third car age-limited. So you can put who you like in that car, but it's got to be someone under 24, someone under 23. And then, then you are giving young drivers... You have to give young drivers a chance. Um, is that a potential solution to that problem, or is that a little too radical? I don't know. I think it's a bit too radical. These are mandatory things. I think you have to put, uh, you have to write rules that allows manufacturer to choose. You cannot impose it. The last time that they imposed something was 2004 with the two cars, uh, second driver, etc., etc., and uh, it was not really a success. No. So I think that uh, sometimes to look back at the past. Uh, and take lessons yeah. from the past is not bad, no? For whatever things in life. Mm. Instead, it looks like that sometimes we are going to do the same mistakes again and again and again. But, you know, if you go to see the same movie again and again, the, the winner uh, or, or the horse winner of the race will be still the same. Eh? The, the mo same movie, same results. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Andrea, let's talk a little bit about Oit Tanak, because I know you're very close to Oit Tanak, and I know you think very highly of Oit Tanak. Um, that man surely has still got an awful lot to offer this championship. He's still got championship wins in him. And I think, you know, 
we saw, certainly I saw this year in Tanak, something I've not seen before, and it, it was it was a fierce fighting spirit. Yes, I've seen that 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 determination to win before, but there was a ferocity about Tanak's desire, almost to prove people wrong at times this year, and I think particularly about Finland, which for me was just incredible, and I've not seen that in many drivers. It was frightening and it was impressive at the same time. Um, we need Oit Tanak in a good car in this championship to offer you know, a competition variety and entertainment at the end of the day. We have to find a home for him next year. I'm not his manager, so I think they are working <laughs> uh, to, to find uh, something. Mm. From a fan point of view, to have uh, the three top drivers in three different teams will be very good. Uh, I think that uh, he and Thierry have done uh, an amazing season because uh, they really won uh, uh, somehow rallies that they were tough to win and uh, they always were always pushing in different ways, I know, in different ways, but uh, they were there. There are uh, things in life that you cannot change and to manage two top drivers uh, is a tough job. I like to remember you that not even Ron Dennis, uh, that uh, looks like to be one of the top mm -hmm. tough guys in the world, was not able to manage in the end Prost and Senna. So, you know, mm, it's not something that uh, it's uh, so easy to do. Uh, for sure, we hope that uh, Oit will be in the championship next year, but uh, first of all, I hope him, uh, I don't know how to say, but uh, to, to have uh, a sort of relaxed life and not always fight uh, with yeah. everything. Andrea, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, the state of the championship. You know, Rally Japan, the final round of the year. Really important that we came back to Japan because Toyota have become an integral part of the championship. We've seen a Japanese driver standing on the podium in Japan. For me, that is one of the most important things the championship has witnessed in many, many years. It's really, really, really important for the future health of this sport that we are represented in Japan, in Korea, in this part of the world. Um, what's your view on that? What's your view on where we're at with the championship and the importance of today's uh, your achievements for, in particular, Takamoto-san? Um, we have to see this thing under, in my opinion, under two points of view. Let's start with the good one, in my opinion. And uh, the good thing is that, uh, yes, in Japan uh, there are many rally fans. The manufacturers are uh, maybe interested to, to look at rally. You have a good uh, uh, audience, I think. Okay, maybe it's good to be there. Uh, not at any cost. And I think uh, uh, someone, has, uh, someone back home has to have a, a deep thought about the way rallies uh, are chosen. Because... Uh, Nice to be in new countries, but again, not at any cost. Because we have seen things that could have been uh, 
quite uh, with uh, a more dramatic ends, and this cannot be. We cannot uh, think about uh, the money that uh, Japan has brought to manufacture, promoter and uh, FIA to be there. We cannot think only about uh, that it's nice to be at Toyota home, in Toyota town, in Toyota stadium, uh, and to make Toyota happy. Uh, we have to think that I've seen things that were quite threatening. So uh, there will be other rallies in the future, maybe, but I'm no one to, to say something. Maybe when a new rally comes, the first edition should be um, strongly supporting the organization by a, a FIA team that uh, will stay there with them uh, months to prepare the rally and to check everything. Expertises, we know many around, so I don't have to name them, there are many. And uh, this uh, team has to stay with the organizers and be there leading the organizer and be sure that uh, things are done in a proper way. Because, uh, sorry again, but uh, a car, a civilian car running a stage in the opposite direction, by the way, uh, you cannot accept in WRC, sorry. No, I'd agree with that entirely. I think I think that incident was uh, was a shocking incident, um, and the FIA have and the organisers have uh, come out with a statement on it. Uh, but but I do agree with you. I do, I do agree that you know we we do have to be very rigorous in the way that we assess rallies' suitability to join the championship because it, at the end of the day, it is the WRC. It is the pinnacle of our sport, and you know we set the standards for the sport around the world. You know, at national level, at club level, we set the standards in the WRC, um, and it has to be the highest of standards. That's absolutely for sure. But but you know, you know, this year has seen a new era for the sport with the hybrid. That was supposed to give the sport a boost. Um, Not sure it has. What do we do? What, 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 what do we do, Andrea? What, what do we do? The sport doesn't seem to be in a bad place right now. But I think it's in a precarious place. I think we're on a, there's a slight tipping point and we can go either way. You know, the sport can become once again really popular or if we get things wrong over the next year or two, it could easily go the wrong way. Um, what do we have to do to potentially secure the future popularity of this sport? Is there anything in particular that you think we should be doing that maybe we're not doing just now? Uh, no clue. You cannot change the past. At the end of the season... I look back and I still think that uh, these cars uh, should not have never happened. And mm -hmm. uh, a sort of uh, rally two cars uh, with uh, more power, a bit more aero should have been uh, the results uh, uh, of the new rules. Because uh, uh, this hybrid thing at the end of the year has created uh, more polemic than plus. No one really understood uh, why we have hybrid is not this ecology revergination that has saved nothing. Um, there has been no stories of the car running full electric around, even if I never have had. Um, we had uh, really more uh, polemics than uh, pluses around. We have a very expensive cars. No manufacturers uh, will come, I guess. Sorry, this is the truth. And uh, if you see at the, um, at the results along the year, you don't have many rally ones sometimes. So it's quite, uh, it's quite sad. We, you, 
maybe I'm dreaming, uh, uh, thinking about five manufacturers there, but uh, maybe with rally two, you could add uh, more and uh, with more cars around, and potentially maybe more drivers uh, able to to run. But uh, mm. you cannot change the past. So to go back to your question, uh, what we can do for the future? Mamma mia, it's uh, one of the most difficult questions I ever had uh, early morning on a, on a Sunday, I tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, but you like difficult questions, Andrea Adamo. You like, you like your brain to be engaged early in the morning. Well, normally you engage me in the evenings after a tough rally. <laughs> yes, so, yes, yes. you know, but I yes, don't know, yes. really, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I only see around, uh, you know, this has been the first year after 30, basically, where I was watching more motorsport from outside. And I noticed mm -hmm. one thing that uh, is not so attractive as it used to be. Uh, speaking around with people, friends, etc., uh, etc., et I I see less and less interest. People are not knowing about uh, motorsport, etc. The only sport where I see uh, some attraction is uh, that could be attractive. That is attractive is Formula One. They did an incredible job with the Netflix series. Yesterday with friends I was having dinner in a pub, in a pub here they had uh, different uh, rooms and in one there were, they were um, having a TV uh, with the Formula One Grand Prix, you know, it was quality race. The, the room was full of people watching it and uh, different ages, uh, different, uh, um, different people. And uh, if you ask yeah. around, uh, people uh, speak about uh, or ask about uh, or um, are attracted by Formula One for the, for example, asking, no? Because I, now I'm curious, I've always been curious, but many has been attracted by this drive to survive thing. So they are not attracted by Formula One being Formula One or the Formula One that I was used to, to be attracted when I was here younger, the technology and this and that, the top drivers. No, now. I, I, I see young people, uh, male, female, whatever, attracted because uh, they see the shaming around, uh, the story raised by Drive to Survive. Many people are no more attracted by, by other motorsport uh, discipline. WEC, no one knows uh, it exists. Formula E, died uh, and buried. Uh, rally, Uh, people that before they were asking me are, are f saying uh, uh, that they don't look at it, at it a lot, uh, uh, the, the fight is no more there. Uh, yes, there has been uh, this uh, Rovan Perafin, and it's nice, mm -hmm. but uh, that's it. I, I was in a rally legend, and what I see, for example, that many people were there to look at the old cars, uh, to, to be at the service park, they are attracted because they can see things close, but in the current rallies, you cannot really even see things close. So I, I don't know, I don't have the answer. But you know, to have the answer, normally before you have to understand the problem. So which mm -hmm. is the problem? In, I don't have a clear answer about the problem as well, but uh, uh, 
maybe it's just a different generation of people used to see different things. Yeah. But uh, then if we answer like this, it's quite superficial because yesterday I saw people that were not only younger, they were also aged people or people of my age that uh, they were just uh, watching Formula One there. But uh, you understand if people are watching Formula One with the real interest, uh, with a deep knowledge, uh, things like this. Mm -hmm. They were just uh, watching there and uh, enjoying uh, seeing the cars uh, banging a bit, etc., etc. And yeah. it was lasting 24 laps. Having yeah. dinner, you watch it and finish. Rally maybe it's become difficult to follow. Yeah. And the shakedown, what is the shakedown? And the Saturday night, and the Thursday night stage. And the question, uh, uh, with all the respect, uh, ah, what is uh, traveling between the stage with the Japanese people waving the flags? Is, this is the question that you have to ask to a driver at the end of the stage. Sorry, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't yeah. know. Is this the level with which we want to present drivers in WRC? Asking them at the end of the stage, how is traveling, uh, seeing Japanese people waving the flags, uh, how is that? Means that nothing is happening in the rally. Means that there is no emotion. Means that there is no fight there. Sorry, I spoke yeah. maybe too much. No, no, you've not spoken too much at all, Andrea. And, and this is what I like always about talking to you, is that we get... Uh, you know, we get insights from someone who's been there and done it. You know, you've been at the very highest level in this sport. You've been responsible for, you know, one of the sport's biggest teams, massive budgets. You've been responsible for bringing enormous success to the sport. So whenever we get the chance to talk to you, we always listen. And, and anyone that doesn't listen to you is is being a little naive. Little naive, I would say, because you, you've got that experience that should be listened to. Um, but just going back to what you were saying there, you know, I think I think the whole Formula One drive to survive model, what it shows, because before Liberty Media got involved, before drive to survive, the concept um, was established, Formula One was in trouble. There's no question Formula One was in trouble. Um, and just one idea, one concept... And the sport is right back up there as probably the most popular sport, maybe one of the most popular sports in the world. So there is hope for rallying. There is real hope for rallying in that regard. Everything isn't lost. But, you know, what we look at is we have all the assets. We have some tremendous characters. We have some unbelievable locations. We have technology, which is just mind-blowing. But at the end of the day, in my view, it needs to be entertaining. This is the whole thing with Drive to Survive. People, people watch Drive to Survive to be entertained. They don't watch necessarily for the sporting context. The sporting context forms part of the entertainment. And I think, I think at times in rallying, we forget that the audience needs to be entertained. And the biggest challenge, as you rightly say, is entertaining an audience from Thursday afternoon to Sunday lunchtime. That's a massive challenge for anyone. Billy Connolly is the greatest, greatest comedian in the history of comedy. He would find it difficult to entertain an audience from Thursday evening till Sunday lunchtime. We need to put effort into entertaining people. Yeah. And is that reasonable? A, it's a two squeeze along the day. You start at 7 o'clock in the morning and then you have a four hours in the lunch break where people maybe have time to watch rally. They are locked somewhere in a remote tire fitting zone. And then uh, when they come back to work, the rally comes back. 
Is it smart? Yeah. I'm no one, again, oh, I'm no yeah. one. But, uh, and then, of course, drive to survive is not the only answer. But uh, we speak about technology. No. Formula One is coming back technology in, 2000, in the future because they understood that they just spend money in technology that uh, no one at home really understands what's going on. People at home, they like to know, the, 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 they like to see the cars fighting. They are not going to say, ah, oh, I can see the MG UK is working better on this car than on this one. And the MG, MG UH instead, and the MG uh, Hey, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very true, very true, Andrea. Uh, listen, uh, you know, it's 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 um, you know, th th for me, for me, in terms of the championship, you know, we 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 are making progress, we are moving forward, and I, 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 as I say, I think we've got all the assets there to be a successful sport, a successful entertainment platform. Uh, you know, I think that's what we have to look at these days, as I say, it being an entertainment platform in the future. So for me, there is there is a really strong future for the sport, but it does require a huge amount of thinking and it requires the input from people like yourself um, who know exactly what they're talking about. So talking about, you know, people like yourself putting input, Andrea Adamo, um, how's, how, how's things look, how are things looking for you? Um, if you don't mind me asking, you know, how, how is the future looking for and yourself? Uh, we know you're obviously... You. But when you call me Andrea Damo, remember me, my old girlfriend, when, when she was uh, so upset with me, they, she used to call me Andrea Damo, and I know something bad was coming, you know? <laughs> I'm never upset with you, though. So you know that I'm not upset with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, what, what's the future, Andrea? You know, you, you've got an enormous amount still to offer, I think, our sport. Is there a chance we'll see you back involved in any capacity in rallying? No, thank you. Really? What about, you know, we, Ferrari keep messing up. We know you're an arch strategist. <laughs> for, for, Listen, Ferrari let's, need a let's new... say something once for all. I'm enjoying my life. I'm happy of what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm really enjoying Good. what I'm doing with Gino WSC, with WSC, with TCR and all these kind of things. Uh, I woke up in the morning. I saw the results. I'm enjoying the time like this. I'm going to trekking. This afternoon, evening at uh, six o'clock, I go to see a movie with friends and then a pizza. And then uh, I go home, I go to sleep, I do some other cars and things like this. I spent 30 years of a rush life. Okay, I've mm. done it. Sometimes in life uh, you have uh, bells ringing, some alarms, some things that uh, wake you up and uh, let you understand. Okay, there are better people than me around. It's very time to show that they are good. I'm enjoying 100% uh, what I'm doing, uh, and uh, I'm 51 years old. I know I look like 40, but I'm 51 years old, sorry. And uh, that's it. Yeah, you still look like Bruce Willis to me. Uh, anyway, uh, Andrea Adamo, uh, as long as, listen, we know you're semi-retired and doing a great job with Gino WRC Invest. And I have to say an enormous thank you to yourself uh, and Alessandro uh, for you know, joining us this weekend in Japan and, and uh, sponsoring our coverage of Rally Japan. We very, very much appreciated that. But as long as Andrea Adamo, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting angry with you by calling you Andrea Adamo, it's because you're my friend and I'm able to call you Andrea Adamo. Uh, as long as you answer the phone to us and that you're happy to give us your opinion when we ask for it every now and again, and, and, you know, sometimes a little bit of guidance. It's always nice to get your guidance on things. As long as you keep doing that, then I'm happy with whatever you're doing. Yeah, but as long as uh, I will not be like the old man uh, that uh, they are going to say, ah, in the old good days. I don't like old good days. I like to live the present and the yeah. future. 
So the day that I will recognize that I'm just speaking like the old people are saying to the young and saying, ah, we, it was better once. Uh, no, uh, I don't like to say it was better once. I like to say let's push to make it better the future. But uh, with facts and not uh, with uh, slogans, etc., etc. Well, on those very wise words indeed, Andrea Adamo, we will say thank you very much for your precious time on this Sunday morning. As always, an absolute pleasure to talk to you and get your opinions. Andrea, thank you. Thank you, Colin. It's been a pleasure. And for once, I've not answered you just a yes and no. <laughs> I've missed that, though. I've missed it. <laughs> not thank you, Andrea. Ciao, my friend. <laughs>